What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Temple Tea. It's Raven here. Super excited to have you back. Um, we have a really fun episode. Your chair is so spooky. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we have a really fun episode for you today. We're going to be interviewing Lorelai Garrity, who is one of our Temple teens. She is also a swing in the upcoming production of Annie. She was a swing last year for All Shook Up. Last year? Last season. Oh. I mean, it was technically this year, but last season. So last season for All Shook Up. Um, and then Peggy is going to be joining us uh, as well, talking about her experience as a swing on Broadway um, and that kind of thing. And we're just basically going to give you the swinger's life. Woo! Woo! <laughs> All right, so Lorelai, introduce yourself to the podcast. This is your second podcast episode. Uh-huh. Yeah, because oh, you were oh, with the, the Temple, temple Teens. teens. Not oh. you saying all. I forgot about that one. Can you tell that she doesn't listen to you guys? Stop. I do, but I forgot about that one. That was a while ago. That was a while ago. That was like one of the very first ones. It was one of the very first ones. That's crazy. It is. <laughs> um... Hi, I'm Laura Garrity. You have to stop speaking. Stop. Fine, I'll stand up. <laughs> it's just kidding. It's so loud it is for like no reason. Um, I'm Lorelai. I am a simple teen. And how many years now? Uh, this is my third year being a simple teen. Actually, yeah, third or fourth, one of those. Third or fourth season. I don't know. Eighth or ninth show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know. So. So Continue. What? You're a temple teen. Uh, I'm 16 now. I am a junior at Lee County High School. And no jackets. No. Yes. I was, a, I was a jacket. Ew. That's nasty. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. Anything fun about yourself? No. <laughs> Extracurricular activities? I do theater. What? I don't do anything else. I do show choir. Okay, that's something. I guess that counts. That counts. You're in an internship? No, not anymore. Oh, okay. Well, you're not in an internship. We'll cut that out. <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, yeah, let's talk about your years here at the theater. So, when did you start at Temple? I started here in 2016 with... And how old were you? I was seven. In 2016? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm old. <laughs> okay. So, 2016, you were seven. What was your first show? My first show ever was Susable Jr. Oh, what were you? I was a who. A who. <laughs> That's adorable. Love the who's. Okay. I was one of the youngest people. Really? Mm-hmm. And the Temple Tea tidbit, that's what we yeah. call it, the TTT. Yeah. The TTT. Uh, is uh, that that was actually, you just did it this past summer as a teenager. Yeah. And what was your experience like differently from when you were a kid to now being a teenager and being on the flip side, being in theater for multiple years? Yeah. Um, there was a major difference. It felt a lot more fun because I didn't really get to do much whenever it was like the junior version because mm-hmm. I was just a who. Like I didn't do anything else besides being a who. But mm-hmm. with Susical, I was just a bird girl, but bird girls did so much throughout yeah. the show. Like, we never were not on stage, except yeah. for, like, a couple of scenes. And not just a bird girl. You were a bird girl. I, you were the yellow? No. Orange. Orange. Okay. I was, I was the like, orange bird girl. I was trying to remember. I, I remember all the colors, but I was like, I'm looking. I In my mind, I'm looking at the pictures that I took, and I was like, okay, <laughs> Leah you was, were down here. Leah was, Leah was the, the yellow. yellow. Yeah, that's right. Be, doing Susie as a teenager was so much fun, honestly, because 
Has that been your favorite summer experience so far, really? It really was so much fun. It felt a lot better to do it as a teenager. Yeah. Well, and the costumes were Oh my gosh, the costumes were so good. Yeah. She did so good. Shout out to Kim Brown for awesome costumes. Yeah, that was great. And then, uh, so your first show was Seussical. You were seven. And then did you get bit by the bug then? Or did you already kind of like like theater or? Okay. (laughs) My first ever show I saw. Not first ever show, but the show that got me interested in theater was Alice at Wonderland at the high school. Really? Interesting. I think it's because I saw Leah as Alice, and I was yeah. like, I want to do that. Yeah. Because Leah ate. Yeah. She's so good. And if you don't know what that means, that means that Leah was really good. I'm going to have to translate your scene speech. <laughs> I'm sorry. Leah ate. She, she ate what? <laughs> <laughs> she was really good. Okay, so you saw that at the high school, and how old were you then? As five or six. Oh man! And so, like, you knew then. You're like, I need. I to was do like, this. I want to do this so bad. So, so then, you didn't do Rising Stars. Mm-mm. No, just came and yeah. started. I was like, Summer Conservatory. Let's go. Let's go. Cool. Technically, okay. Technically, I could have done Little Mermaid, but you're right. You I didn't do it. I don't know why. I just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so then you've come every summer since then. Yeah. How, so how many shows is that? 2016, 2020. That's a lot. That's a lot of shows because I've done almost a main stage show every season. Jeez. So. What was your first main stage show? My first main stage show was Christmas Carol in 2017. Okay. And tell us about that. Um, I don't really remember it. That you don't remember it? Do you remember what part you played? I was just in the on. Oh, no. I was Fred's niece. Aww. I was Fred's niece. Cute. Sydney and Patrick were my parents. They, Sydney and Patrick, forever, <laughs> man. I was, Patrick and I did a podcast episode and I was like, we played Star Cross Lovers like a lot. He was like, I know that's weird. I was like, and you and Sydney, like True. a lot. It's so He has funny. multiple stage wives, but like, he plays them all really well. They were my first ever like stage parents. Uh, well, and Seth. Seth. <laughs> and Christmas oh, Carol. Seth. And Christmas Carol. That's um. Funny. Did you kind of see that one? Were you here during oh. that? Um, well, there's a really funny picture where, because I was the tiniest, I was one of the tiniest besides Tiny Tim, mm-hmm. and at the end of the opening number, Seth put me on his shoulder. Oh, it was so cute. Precious. I was so small. Do you saw that picture? I think so. You have to post it for his birthday. Like, that's amazing. I literally will. I think my mom has before. It's so funny because yeah. I'm just like Aww. on his shoulder. It's so cute. Adorable. So, okay, so then, do you remember all of your shows? <laughs> no, I have my resume, though. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. Let me pull up my resume me, quickly. I have it on a Google Doc, so That's if I really so I can add to it. I just added the, the shows from the past season. From the summer. Okay. <laughs> do you want me to name all of them? Yeah. Okay. Do I need to say the year or no? Yeah. Okay. Susical 2016, Wish Devaz 2017, Aladdin 2018, Van Geeks 2019, 12th Night 2019, Frozen 2019, Lion King 2020, 13 2020, Midsummer's Night Dream 2020, Emma 2021, As You Like It 2021, Treasure Island 2021, Music Man 2022, Bye Bye Birdie 2022, Romeo and Juliet 2022, Finding Nemo Jr. 23, Susical 23, <laughs> Main Stage Shows, <clears throat> uh-huh. Christmas Carol 2017, Beauty and the Beast 2018, It's Wonderful Life Radio Play 2018, Oliver 2019, Children's Choir for 
Church Basement Ladies, Away in the Basement, 2019. Oh, that one's a good one. <laughs> Christmas Carol, 21. Christmas Carol, 22. All Shook Up, 23. And Annie, 23. Those are my shows here. I have <clears throat> most of them are from the high school. So, have you typically done ensemble show, like ensemble roles? Have you had many other roles? And then we're going to get into what you're currently doing because I'm really excited about that. Um... I've mostly done ensemble because, well, I think it's because I've always been a dancer. Yeah. So, Great but I dancer. have had like little like roles like mm-hmm. that come in and then leave, but mm-hmm. then I go back to the ensemble. Yeah. Well, and maybe talk about your ensemble experience because I think a lot of people, especially younger people that are coming into theater, are immediately wanting these like these massive roles. roles. And it's like most of the shows that I've done, I've actually had more fun in the ensemble because you're a part of everything. Yeah. You also are refining your dance skills. You get to sing everything. You're not just like on and sing, oh, I love you. And then you're off. And then we're like, what happened to them? You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe talk about your experiences, like some maybe some of your favorite experiences as an ensemble member. Um, My favorite ensemble memory um, I think honestly it would be Christmas Carol because yeah. when I it's was a great show. Oh yeah, for ensemble it's a great show because you're never not doing anything. Yeah, you're always doing something. Like you're moving around, you're picking up a cup, you're doing things. Right. And um, <clears throat> in 2022, no, 2021, I was fan, and mm-hmm. I, I that. it was really fun. That that was role was fun, and I. I did my fan scene, ran off stage, and Jordan Watson helped me change into the costume mm-hmm. for um, Fezziwick's party. Oh, yeah. And it was so— Fezziwick's Which is elaborate. Party. Yeah. Yeah, the party's a big deal. It's crazy. Fezziwick's party is so fun. And, oh, that that role was so fun. But also, Susical, being a bird girl, mm-hmm. at, like th- that's technically like a girl group. But yeah. it's considered ensemble, I yeah. guess. And that was so fun because we danced, we had umbrellas, we yeah. ha- we had so much fun with that. Yeah, I was gonna say your choreography was really fun too. Like I remember, so I, normally as the marketing director, I try to like pop into rehearsals, but I try not to really see it until it's like dress rehearsal because I want to like give you guys time <laughs> so I don't judge you pre judge. Um, no, I'm kidding. But I give myself a little bit of time so that I can like really see it as it is and i ever just remember taking pictures for susical and i was like oh my god i love this like (laughs) everything was phenomenal like it was very bright and so i think that's why like i remember when we announced it all the teams were like oh (laughs) no and then this ended up being their favorite experience because they were like this was the best thing ever because one it wasn't a junior version it was like the actual version it was beautiful um and then we got to do projections. Which the projections were actually really cool. So good. And Some I of my favorite pictures it. I've ever taken. I never I saw the projections until I saw the pictures. Really? And I was like, when did that happen? Yeah. Because I never, like, turned around. And saw of course, because you're Because we're focusing. And, right. And, like, during the the first number where it, like, has the words, yeah. I never saw that until I saw yeah. the pictures you posted. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's yeah. so cool. Everything was really beautiful. And the cool thing was the way that it was staged – it didn't interfere with the projection. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times, like, if you have a massive cast or if you have to come up or whatever, it can look like 
you're in a projection, whereas this really looked like you were in Sola Slew or, you know, whatever. And so it just was really, really cool. So I really, I really, really like that one. And then um, I, I, my favorite show that we do here is A Christmas Carol. One, because it was written by the fabulous Becky Taphorn, who I love and adore, um, and Co- Hoagie Carmichael, phenomenal, phenomenal artist. Um, and it's very unique in the fact that if you go to see it at, you know, like the Tanger Center or if you go and see it, it's never done the way that we do it because we wrote it. It's our choreography. It's our own version of it, which I think is really, really, really cool. Um, and so how many times would you say you've done A Christmas Carol? Um, Three times. Three times. Yeah, only three. All different tracks? Yeah. All different tracks. Yeah. So I guess in a way that kind of prepared you for what you're doing now, which yeah. tell everybody what you're doing now. Um, right now I'm a swing in Annie. Yes. And this isn't your first swing experience either. No. So, all Shook Up was my very first. All Shook Up was your so baby talk about All Shook Up, why the swing role is so important, um, and stuff like that. Um, okay, so <laughs> I don't know how to start this. Um, I don't know how to start this. Why? Well, just talk about it. I don't know. So we did all shook up. You and I were in the cast yes. together. Okay. <laughs> so when you found out that you were going to be a swing, what was your reaction? When I found out I was going to be a, well, he, Gavin, not Gavin, yeah, Gavin emailed me and asked if I wanted to be a swing for all shook up and for the female ensemble. And at first I was really hesitant because I didn't really know what a swing was. Like yeah. I heard about it um, for like Broadway shows and stuff, but I didn't know how it would be for like here. Right. And at first, I was kind of, like, discouraged because I really wanted to be in it, right. like, all together. Because I knew it would be a fun show. And I've always liked this show because I've always listened to, like, the music. Right. And I love Elvis, Pres- Elvis Presley. Yeah. English. Jeez, I can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> and, but when we started rehearsal, I was like, hmm, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Because being a swing, I talked to Peggy about it, and I was like, what is a swing? Yeah. And she explained to me. And I also talked to other people, like, that do, like, like, live in New York and have done swing jobs before. And it was, like, it was an eye-opening experience because, mm-hmm. um, I don't know how to put this into words. <laughs> like, I don't know how to put it into words. Well, I think the biggest thing about that people misunderstand about swings is that they're understudies, which are not the same thing. True. A swing really has to be ready to go on at a moment's notice. You cover typically anywhere from four to ten tracks, um, and you have to always be ready. I mean, it could be middle of the second act, and it's like, hey, you got to go on. And you have to know where you're at at all times, following along with the show. You learn multiple different choreographies, um, different songs that you may potentially have to sing or whatever. And so um, I think that's what makes it so unique that they saw that in you and they're like, oh, she can do it. Like, no problem. For All Shook Up, I was covering eight um, female tracks, which consisted of teens to adults. Yeah, so what were your tracks in All Shook Up? My tracks for All Shook Up. Um... It was mainly, it was really just a female ensemble, but during rehearsals, I did have to go on for um, Sylvia, quite a, Sylvia bit. quite a bit, yeah. which is really funny because yeah. I would never play that role. No, never. Because <laughs> Sylvia is a black woman and yeah. I am 
white. <laughs> and you're also a teenager also and she's a mother. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so no you're, not, you're not quite there yet. Not quite. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it was a really good experience. Yeah. Honestly. So what were your favorite parts of the swinging experience? My favorite part? Um, <laughs> helping you with your quick changes. Oh, God. The amount of times that we had absolute chaos. Uh, <laughs> this is a Temple T tidbit. Uh, Laura Lai left me stranded uh, only a couple times. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you've never seen All Shook Up, All Shook Up can be quite chaotic. It's really chaotic. Um, and just in the fact that, like, not that the show, well, the show is a little bit of chaos right into the plot line on purpose, but there were also a lot, a lot of quick changes. So, like, the first scene, everybody quick changes like literally everybody they're all spinning off at different times changing so like you had to know when to be out of the way and then of course like i quick change several times jesus oh my gosh so you change so much yeah for crazy things um so that was funny and then like one time she put my shoes on backwards and i had to like go out and do it with backwards shoes. i don't know how i managed they still zipped they, they zipped did. better than they usually did and i yeah. was like what is happening it was odd but they were like those pointy like like stiletto shoes so like, like it was obvious was that like, they were backwards and i literally went to trey and i was yeah. like trey i put her shoes on backwards and i was like oh my gosh what do i do it was hilarious i mean it's like uh, basically uh, yeah funny enough though like <laughs> fortunately it was like super quick so like just go out fight through the last scene the bows and then come and kick the shoes off No, because you had to but, dance and i was like oh my yeah, god it was hilarious <laughs> trying to like dance with like cross toed and i was trying to like cross them so it didn't look like they were on <laughs> uh what was, was it during ever. dress rehearsal we couldn't get my dress to zip a couple of times so like i was going out half naked because it was like you got to make the time you got to make the time um but we were we all stressing fit. yeah we, me and one Shana time were yeah stressing one time Laurel, i didn't show up to help me turn into a man and it was just me and shauna frantically trying to put a beard on and like it was fun but that was those are great memories what was maybe the hardest thing about being a swing and all shook up um the hardest thing probably was watching, like, my friends yeah. be in it. But I was backstage just sitting there. Yeah. Because all, almost all of my friends were in it. Like, all the, almost all the Temple Teens were in it that I, like, was close with and, like, yeah. were good with. But, I mean, it was a good experience to, like, learn how to do that and, like, yeah. deal with it. Because it's a good thing to know in life. Yeah. And I'm surprised I caught on really quickly. Yeah, you really did. Because, like. I'm only 16. Like, I've never done this before. But, mm -hmm. like, I I always take notes and stuff. So, like, I just call on really quickly. Right. But that was part one of the hardest things that I had. Yeah. So how did so, you deal with that? Because I think you're, again, like you said, you're 16. You dealt with that super, super early on. So I know back in, like, the dressing room, there were some teary moments. <laughs> as there should be. But what would you say was the biggest lesson that you learned being a swing? For the first time. Um, to be patient. Yeah. And wait for my moment. Yeah. Because it was, on opening night, there was a really stupid thing that happened. Yeah. And, like, it just was a lot. And that's when the tears happened. Because yeah. I had a whole breakdown. But it's okay. It's okay. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. But that is something that I learned, was to be patient. And yeah. Learn how to deal with that. Yeah, and I think it also helps you to trust the people that are around you yeah. because, like, one, 
we all know Peggy. She never would have cast you if she didn't think you yeah. could do it. Same thing with Gavin. He would never. That's one thing that I love about our educators. Like, we're never going to set you up to fail. Um, and so I think them being able to, one, put that much faith and trust in you, knowing that, like, anytime you had to go on, like, you were ready. Regardless of what it was that you had to do, like, you were ready. I was really he- – that's why I was really hesitant to take yeah. it because I was like, that's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. to be able to know all of those tracks and be able to go on at any minute. Yeah. Because I covered eight people. Yeah. That was a lot. It was a lot. And I was like – But was, you knew all eight tracks? Yeah. And nine. Nine? Technically. <laughs> I could have gone – I could have gone on so many. You could have. That would have been weird, kissing Sean Heifer. Help. Yeah. Well, was, it was like one of your friend's dad. So you could have gone on for Sylvia. I could have gone on for Sylvia if I yes. really needed to, but that would have been a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> but I did I did know her stuff. Yes. Because so everybody knows Peggy Tapworn. We haven't had her on a podcast in it's been a long time. Yeah. You were our first ever podcast. That's right. That's why we have all of our listeners in Vietnam <laughs> um, and New York. So we have lots of friends there. But so Tell us about your decision to make Lorelai a swing and all shook up, and then we'll get to Annie. I think Lorelai possesses the skill set necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think swinging is one of the hardest things that a person can do in a show. Yeah. Because, again, you have to always be prepared. You have to be a full-on triple threat because you have to learn different vocal parts. Mm-hmm. You have to learn all the different choreography. And you also have to be a good actor. Right. So I think Lorelai can handle all of that. And I think swinging is something that we can introduce people yes. to here uh, because Gavin and I both have a lot of experience swinging. And I think it's a valuable skill. I think it's it's one of the most sought after positions when people are casting a show in New York or for national tours. Because, again, the swing is so important to the show, especially on long running shows. Oh, yeah. Our shows here don't run multiple years but when you get into multiple years of running a show, the swing goes on constantly. Right. Um, some shows that I personally have swung, I've gone on every night mm-hmm. for years. And different and tracks some, or for the same in thing? In different tracks. Yes, that's crazy. And then sometimes you'll do two or three different tracks in the same show, in the same night, uh, because three people call out six. So I covered over 60 parts in Showboat, and there were times when mm-hmm. I was on for seven Ooh. people. At the same time. At the same time. So you really have to be able to notate it all because you need to look at your book when the stage manager says, oh, by the way, you're on and you have 15 minutes to get ready. You have to be able to look at your book and go, okay, scene by scene. This is where I need to go. This is what I need to do. This is who I am today. Mm -hmm. This is what I need to wear. (laughs) And then you do it. And then there are other shows, um, Smokey Joe's Cafe, for example, um, that I was a standby for on Broadway. I never got to go on. Mm -hmm. So you just never know. Yeah. Um, there are no guaranteed performances. That's always hard for your ego and hard for <laughs> your heart. Yeah. But it's just part of the gig. Right. Um, you have to constantly be ready for Smokey Joe's, for example, on the road. I went on for months at a time mm-hmm. um, because people got injured or people had got married. Um, but for that show in particular, people would call out like in the middle of the show, which people stage managers and oh, producers frown on, but oh, it yeah. happened. So you would have to sit there as a swing. There were three of us and you'd had to be in full makeup and then you don't go on. 
And then the one day that you don't get in and put on your full makeup is when the stage manager says, oh my gosh, Kim is down. You're on in three minutes. So then you got to learn to put your lashes on so <laughs> and a costume and right, go on and stage. Run. Right. Um, so I, I think it's a valuable lesson. I think mm-hmm. Lorelai is a good person to kind of start our swing experience yeah. with because she did grow up here. So she mm-hmm. gets how the shows work. Right. And she does have all those necessary skills. Yeah. Um, and I think it's something that we will continue not really due to anything that's changed, but because we've had these young people trained now so that they have all the basic skills. Right. Um, one of the things we keep telling all the young people in Annie is you need to write everything and down. Everything down. Everything the director tells you needs to be in your script because there are times when you go home at night and you're tired mm-hmm. and you have to get up the next day and go to school or go to work and you can't remember a nope. darn thing about <laughs> what you did the night before. No. Nope. But you open your script and go, oh, yeah, right I remember right that. There. It's right. right there. So we're trying to teach kids not only how to be good actors, but also how to succeed in life. Right. You know, you have to you have to pay attention to how things operate and go with the flow of that organization and be able to think flexibly, right. but also following the rules and be in the right place at the right time, right. all those things. Yeah. So I think it's valuable, and I think it's something that we can use here. Yeah. Um, moving forward, I think it's a fun opportunity for young people to mm-hmm. learn these skills. It also teaches you how to learn. It does. You yeah. Know, because oftentimes, you know, you're sitting in the audience writing down what people do, but the best thing to do every show is to be in the wing and say, okay, today I'm going to follow Lisa Burr. Right. Yeah. And you do it all in the wings and you see where her costume changes are Mm -hmm. and you see what furniture she has to move. And then the next day you're like, okay, today I'm going to do Emily. And you do the same thing. So Mm -hmm. you're constantly getting better and using your brain and contributing to the show even though you're not necessarily on the stage. Right. That's what I did every night during All Sugar. Yeah. Right. I was in the wing. I was in the wing. Or not in the wing. Ha! I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the time that I had to walk out. <laughs> I had to walk out with my shoes on the wrong feet because we were like, <laughs> like, we were in a panic. And I was like, it's oh, God. She was like, I was like, oh, my yeah, God. I got switched and like they zipped easier backwards than <laughs> yeah. they did the right way. But no. So how do you feel like that set you up for Annie? So you'd already done it one time. So yeah. you knew what to expect. Did you feel a little bit more comfortable and like, oh, I got this. Like, I'm ready. Um, When I got the email from Gavin, I was like, oh, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. Because yeah. I was like, oh, he thought of me again. Yeah. Well, Which is different. So you were like nervous <laughs> yeah. because you were like, oh, my gosh, I don't get to be in the show. And yeah. now you're like, oh, I'm all in this show. Because it's, yeah. it's also a lot. This show is a lot easier because I'm only covering four people rather right. than eight people. Plus but- occasionally. <laughs> Sylvia. <laughs> but this show I felt a lot easier and I was like I can breathe right but like it is a good experience nonetheless yeah whether I'm covering four people or like 10 people right because all these adults I'm only covering adults Mm -hmm. and they are so talented I'm like oh my gosh if I go on for them I'm really scared I'm gonna mess up (laughs) (laughs) I'm like oh my gosh especially if I have to go on for Emily where she's like waltzing with Chris all across the stage I'm like what? <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. But this show, it's been a really good experience. Yeah. And Peggy, so how many, so with your experience, we talked about this like a year and a half ago about mm-hmm. your Broadway experience, but how many shows do you feel like you swung in? <laughs> Was that your main role or did you start differently? Were you a dancer? Were you a... No, I started as a principal. 
Mm-hmm. My wow. first Broadway show was opposite Lonnie Price. Mm. Um, wow. For those who know theater. Delicious. Um, that was my first role. And then my second Broadway show was me and my girl where I was a standby um, and in the ensemble. And then things sort of changed in New York by the time that I got to Smokey Joe's. Mm-hmm. It started on the road. On the road, I was the dance captain and standby. And then I became just, yeah, I did that for a long time. And then that's what I did in New York as well on mm-hmm. that show. I was the standby on the national tour of company. Mm-hmm. Um and once you become in the dance captain world and the swing world, mm-hmm. because it's so hard to find those people oh, yeah. who have that kind of brain, right. um, I kind of got pegged as that. But again, I liked it because every day is different. Right. You know, you don't come in and punch the clock. Again, Showboat ran for over three years. Mm-hmm. And then I did it in London just as a performer mm-hmm. and as a, a, a standby, an understudy. Um but I liked being a swing. I liked being a dance captain in a swing. You also f- facilitate the understudy rehearsals. Right. Um, so not only are you there, you know, in that world, eight shows a week, but two days a week, you're doing understudy rehearsal and then any kind of brush up rehearsal or putting somebody new into the show. The mm-hmm. dance captain is in charge of that. And the swing knows all the tracks. So you're always involved in those put-ins as well. You might be playing like a showboat. The swings would play 60 characters as we're putting in one lead character. But that just prepares them when they go on with the full cast. Right. So it's a really important role. Um, there's not a lot of glory to it, but that was never my motive. Right. Um, I like doing the work. I liked using both sides of my brains. I like that every day was a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think it prepared you for this as well, because you were the one that taught me to dance. And the way that you teach people to dance right. is for non-dancers or for people <laughs> that didn't go to classical school for 12 years. Right. You know, so I think it's helpful. I mean, you weren't thinking about Temple Theater all those years ago, <laughs> but I think it set you up really well f- to come in here because, I mean, if you could teach me how to tap dance, <laughs> anybody, anything, I can do a well, lot of things, but that, not tap. That's also a good experience. It is. Is yeah. that, you know, I had to learn... When you get to the Broadway level, everybody's talented, but there yeah. are still degrees of where your skill set is. Right. I mean, there are dancers who can dance rings around me, and there are singers who can dance, who can sing rings around me. But to be able to kind of incorporate it all and to be able to teach a novice right. and make them feel comfortable. And also, you know, in a room full of professional dancers, it goes quicker right. because you have the vocabulary. And you don't have to work as hard, but right. it's also not as much fun. Right. Exactly. It's fun. It's like what I love about here is watching people just get better and better mm-hmm. and get more confident and more confident and then succeed. Um, it's, it's good for your heart. It is. Yeah. yeah. So how's Annie going? I think it's oh, going great. Annie's, oh my God, Peggy's doing so good. So <laughs> Peggy, this is a Temple Tea tidbit. So this was the first show that you ever produced here on the main stage. Correct. And that in was 2007. in 2007. Right. And then you weren't actually in that. No. I just directed and choreographed that. Which was great because that was seven. my first main stage show with you. Right. It was an Annie. And then now you're on the flip side right. and you are playing whom? Miss Hannigan. The, the lovable. <laughs> Joyous. Hannigan. So sweet and loving and kind. Right. Ms. And it's, it's so fun because I love these both casts of kids so yeah. much and I get to be so mean to them. <laughs> um, 
but it's good. It's it's very cathartic. Um, yeah. It's a fun role. It's actually smaller than I thought. Yeah. Because I'm like, not me, not me, not me, not me. Still not me. <laughs> not me. Especially in the second act. I yeah. do a lot more in the first act. Right. And in the second act, I do two little tiny snippets. I'm done. Yeah. Um, but it's great. I'm glad I'm finally at the age where I don't have to carry a show. Mm-hmm. But I get to come in and get a couple of laughs and be mean to a couple of kids. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that in court. And watch like, everybody she, else work. She hit me. She was happy. <laughs> oh, so oh my gosh! Downstairs during Act Two, I walked downstairs after moving something, and they were down. The, her and the orphans were downstairs playing Uno, <laughs> and I was like, "We have a long break. You got time, and yeah. I did not win any she of those." She did not. Hey, but you still got it. Is it zapped up? Yeah, we <laughs> still got it. That is true. Yeah, that's awesome. So. um what would you say is your favorite thing about producing this all these years later? Because things have changed. Sure. We're doing things a little bit different than we did it back in 2007. So maybe talk about that. How is Annie a little bit different? Um, well, I think the cast back then was terrific, but I had literally just gotten here. So yeah. I didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. And I certainly didn't know any of the kids. Right. We didn't really have a, we had a, an education department. And it was doing okay, but it was very small. Yeah. So a lot of the kids had never worked at Temple before, had mm-hmm. never taken a class here before. Now, even though we have a lot of new kids in here, we have kids from five different counties, which I think is amazing. Right. Um, some lovely parents are driving over an hour and a half a day mm-hmm. to get their kids back, you know, to and from rehearsal. Um, but I think now it's it's a little smoother. Because we do have yeah. better trained young people. Mm-hmm. And the cast of adults are there's all the temple favorites. You yeah. know, Galloway Stevens, so who's good. playing Daddy Warbucks, yeah. um, has done four shows here before, but he would went out to the West Coast and was running a theater out there in mm-hmm. Oregon and now has come back to his home state of North Carolina. So I'm thrilled that he's back. Haley Best as Grace. Mm-hmm. You know, we always love to hear her glorious voice. Yes. Um and again, a lot of the other main characters and ensemble people have worked here before mm-hmm. and kind of worked up the ranks from ensemble into roles now. Mm-hmm. So to be able to have Colton and Aria as Rooster and Lily that I get to work with is so, so good. Yeah. And just everybody else. You know, there, there are some people like Christopher Kyle who was in the original and yes. he was a teenager. We were hobos. Oh, <laughs> exactly. We were and he's back as he's an adult hobo. paid actor. Yeah. He's still a hobo. It's just great. So fine. we have a couple of new people, but a lot of people, the female ensemble, except yeah. for Emily, who's new. Oh, she's so good. But the other she's three so are so temple favorites. I mean, so there are a lot of temple favorites and a couple of new people which who have tremendous talent. And I always like bringing in new talent as well. Mm-hmm. So it's just been a blast. I love all mm-hmm. of these adults. Yeah. I've met yeah. all of them here. They're yeah. so... Yeah. Like everybody's calm. Everybody's They're professional. Like family. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. It's like a homecoming. Yeah, That's homecoming. what I love about that. I was so excited. when I, I was nervous when we announced it because... I didn't know what the the reviews were going to be because we had wanted to be do Annie forever, and then when right. we finally got it, I was like, "I need you to run down the stairs in a blue dress and say we got Annie." And then we announced it, and people were like, oh, "I've seen that," or "I've what?" And I'm like, "But you haven't, you haven't not with seen this, it. Not with these people. You haven't seen it." And so I've tried to give people like little snippets and mm-hmm. little pieces, and then you know, of course, people coming to ambassadors, and they were so excited. They were like, "Oh my gosh!" Like right. once you see the cast and once you know who it is, like I know immediately. I was like. Maggie's Miss Hannigan. That's gonna oh be my that's part of my life. <laughs> because you were forget 
the message of Annie. Yes. Which is, you know, you're never fully dressed without a smile. Yeah. The sun's going to come out yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. You know, at least you got empty pockets for your freezing fingers. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> it's all about optimistic. optimistic. Yeah. And, and Annie, that character touches everybody and changes their hearts. Mm -hmm. And I think we all need that. You know, we're, we're still coming out of a swamp as a nation yeah. and as humans. And we really need to just come here and listen to some great music. Yeah. There are a lot of laughs. There's a lot of dancing. And it's a great message. Yeah, it is. And tell us about Focus. Everybody's asking, <laughs> who's the dog? Focus is his name. He is one of Bonnie Buchanan's from Bon Clyde here in Sanford an award-winning uh, pet training place. Mm -hmm. And one of Bonnie's dogs was in the original Annie, mm -hmm. but Focus has a very wonderful resume. He's done Hallmark movies. He's done commercials. He's famous. And he's just he as sweet as can so be. Cute. And of course, he's wonderfully trained. So if you need any pet training, call Bonnie Buchanan at Bon Clyde. She's got a brand new wing to her huge facility mm -hmm. here in Sanford. And she also does uh, a lot of craft fairs and dog shows, and all of that is free of charge. So go check out Bon Clyde's website. Um, but I'm thrilled that Bonnie can join us again and has the perfect dog. I think he's the perfect look. He is. We couldn't have cast him better. He we looks kind of scruffy. He does. He's a big old lob. Yeah. But he's just sweet as can be, and the yeah. Annies adore him, and, and yeah. he loves them. So It was funny doing his photo shoot because she was walking around with, like, a brush. And I was like, why would you brush him? He's perfect. <laughs> you know? But she was like, it takes a lot of work for him to look this scruffy. I was like, that's funny. <laughs> but, like, he's so well-behaved yes, uh, and so well-trained. His favorite treats are ice and cheese. So oh, you, that's so good. If you want to win his heart, get him ice and cheese. But, um, yeah, this has been super fun. Anything that lingering that you want to tell people? about what it's like to swing or what you're looking forward to most in Annie. Why are you looking at me? It's your <laughs> podcast. It's your podcast episode. What I'm looking forward to for Annie is opening night. I'm so excited. Yeah. The Temple Teens, okay, I didn't really talk about Temple Teens. You didn't much, talk about Temple but Teens. the set list is so good. It's really good. We do a, we're doing a song um, from the 1930s that was the most played song on the radio at mm -hmm. the time. And it's so good. It's really I good. didn't like it to begin with, but it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> See, you have to trust your... This is why you have to trust your leaders. They know. <laughs> and Peggy, you actually founded the Tipple Teens back in 2008 or Eight? 2007. Yeah, 2008. I think 2008. Yeah, 2008. So what made you found the... What, what was the thought process behind the Tipple well, Teens? Well, I wanted to, A, give young people an opportunity for some professional experience. Yeah. Um, but I also wanted to have a touring troupe that could go out into the community and perform at all the community events. Um, back then we used to actually do even more oh, than yeah. today, but I think, I think that's going to start coming back. So we would do companies, Christmas parties, mm -hmm. and we would go out to benefit fairs and, and benefit yeah. dinners and fundraisers, as well as, you know, all of the local community events. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it was good advertising for the temple. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I also think it gave the people, the young people here, the opportunity, again, not only to be better performers, but also to learn how to speak in public. Oh, yeah. To, you know, back then we had to set up our own sound mm -hmm. systems and tear it down. You learn the technical end and respect for that mm -hmm. aspect of it. There's community service element involved. Um, I think it's just good life skills. And, yeah, and again, there are teens from different counties even back then. 
Um, now it's even more broad, a broader reach, but it just brought young people together with focus, with a purpose, and also to learn not only singing, dancing, and acting, but, you know, again, how to represent something in public mm-hmm. and be confident in yourself and be successful and have your little moment to shine. You know, that's when you get a solo, but you also have to learn to be part of an ensemble. Yes. Those are good life lessons because it's yeah. not always about you. Exactly. But it is always about the group. Yeah. Um, and how to support each other. Yeah. Some teens has helped a lot. Yeah. Like with like everything, like, because I joined when I was 13. That's where it starts, 13 mm-hmm. to 18. Mm-hmm. And I've learned a lot through it, like how to better sing in a group. I've learned I've learned how to hold down harmonies. I have learned to hold down harmonies. Thank God for Gavin, because yeah. that has helped so much. Yeah. And I've learned to speak in public better. Yeah. Well, in confidence, because I knew you when you were eighty three and you would just hide behind your mom. Yeah. And now you're on stage. Hi everybody. Like, you know, I mean? <laughs> so I think that's it does. It it grows your skills for sure. Doing theater has also helped a lot with yeah. like confidence. Cause even I am a dancer at heart. I will always be a dancer. But when I get my moments to shine, it helps. Yeah. Well, and I'm just, I, I remember the first time that I saw the new batch of Temple Teens perform. And I just remember how we did it growing up. And I was just like, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. But I was so, like, enthralled. <laughs> like, I was like, they're so much better than we ever were. Which is great. Because, like, when we started, we were phenomenal. But, like, it was also brand new. Nobody really knew what to expect. And then the cool thing is, you know, we've had a couple of different education directors that all kind of spun it a different way. But like, even now, Gavin is so like by the book. Right. Um, and well, I think he's really ele- elevated not yes. only his yeah. time commitment. He yes. puts a lot of effort a lot of time. into finding those songs. And he gives up two hours of his time every yes. week, mm-hmm. yeah. which is basically a free masterclass with Jack, oh, yeah. which people every pay week. $50 an hour for Yeah, every week. Because um, when we started, we mm-hmm. would have like Two rehearsals. Yeah, it's like, like and two you remember what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't even do opening nights back then. Right. Which was crazy because I was like, you guys perform every single opening night. So one, it's great advertising and it's free. Um, <laughs> but it's also watching, like, I'm really excited for this new batch because mm-hmm. I was listening when he was picking out some of the songs and I was like, oh my gosh. Because it used to be you would pick something from the season and we'd write a little tidbit about it. Right. And then you'd introduce it. We'd tell you the dates to buy tickets. And then we'd sing a song from the show and then we would move on. Right. Whereas now it's a little bit more reaching, whereas like we might hear something from Dear Evan Hansen mm-hmm. and we want to show you that we can do it just as good as the Broadway recording. Right. And then we do it, which is exciting. Right. Yeah. Well, the focus has changed a little bit. And again, since the community events have changed, mm-hmm. um, Again, I'm, I'm hoping we can come full circle and do our elevated shows at all these community events. Yeah. Because what people said back then in 2007 or eight, whichever it was, I really can't remember. Um, and now, every single time, I'd have people come up to me and say, we just expected we were going to get a bunch of teenagers in T-shirts <laughs> yeah. standing around a microphone. And they never no, expect it was the talent amazing. and the professionalism mm-hmm. and the show. You know, yeah. you all do a full show. Yeah. Full and sometimes it changes depending on the opening night. Yeah. Because 
I think after this, we're cutting some songs because they were going into another opening night. Right. And, like, we're not doing this show anymore because this show will close and then it right. changes. It and you do holiday crazy. shows now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We used to just add in a couple hats <laughs> and a Christmas <laughs> song. And exactly. We would do it, but we'd still do our whole show. After this show, we're starting Halloween stuff. Yep, you'll start Halloween I'm for Baskerville. I'm so excited. Yeah. My Halloween and Christmas set. Oh, yeah. My favorite sets of the whole Well, y'all season. love Monster Mash or something, right? Oh, no, wait. Just kidding. What's the one that y'all like? The Halloween song. I put a spell on you. Oh, I also love Love Potion. Love Potion. That song is so good. So good. The boys. Do you know what show that's from? Nope. (laughs) It's in Smokey Joe's Cat. (laughs) I was like, I've never seen that show. It was a pop song. It's so good. Yeah. A lot of the songs were popular on the Mm -hmm. radio before they were Put into reviews so mm-hmm. and the way gavin choreographs all the numbers it's so good yeah it's so good yeah we should tell him this was all just a love <laughs> <laughs> basically it was just a love fest in him well i won't hold you up because i know you've got to get back to school yes. and you've got to get back to work um but thank you both for being on the podcast and talking about it if you want to come see lorelei and peggy and annie it opens on september 7th uh we do have student matinees uh they're filling up rather quickly though so i think by the time this gets out you'll probably have missed your opportunity but if you want to buy tickets tibbleshows.org if you want to leave us a review if you want to share this uh we just did the metrics the other day and we are now in 15 countries and 14 states which is exciting or maybe i flipped those maybe it's 14 (laughs) countries i don't know but they're right around each other so thank you so much for listening thank you for sharing and getting the word out we love getting to do this this one was a juicy episode in the beginning we toned it down when peggy got here (laughs) we toned it down but i hope you enjoyed this episode thank you both for being on the podcast and we will see you on the next simple day yay